Hello, and welcome to What's Your Story? Threads of Human Experience, the podcast that weaves meaningful memories, unexpected lessons, and unforgettable encounters. I am your host, Astrid Kunaran, and in this episode, we're diving into the vibrant world of Calgary's art scene. We'll be exploring the theme of representation in art, a topic that has been gaining significant attention in recent years. Nestled in the heart of Calgary's Mission District is a charming family-owned donut shop where the sweet aromas wafting from the kitchen are enough to make your mouth water and draw you in from the hustle and bustle of the busy street. Past the stacks of flower bags and empty boxes is a staircase tucked away to the side of the store, leading up to Harvey Nichols' art studio. Well, this is my new studio. Uh, I moved here uh, end of January. It's, it's a big space. This used to actually be a theater called Tivolo. Uh, and this used to be the projector room. No so this wall didn't exist before. Yeah. And you can see throughout the whole building. That would be where the chairs are. And this would be like all like the filming, like the films would be stored. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Harvey was heard at work on one of his latest paintings a politically charged commentary on the now-lost Picasso painting of late former dictator of the Philippines, Ferdinand Marcos. I'm currently painting these toy soldiers gold and drying them out uh, as I'm about to glue them into this frame over here, which is a painting. Have you seen Kingsmaker? No, I haven't yet. Should I watch it? Oh, you should watch that. It's a documentary um, about the Marcuses. I mean, specifically Imelda Marcus. Mm -hmm. This painting was in that documentary because like, they filmed the raid. A lot of my experiences being a first generation immigrant has been like the main um, inspiration of that I've had, especially like living back home in the Philippines. The main thing there, I came from like a really poor neighborhood. So art isn't like really like a thing that people do there. That kind of makes sense for me to like, you know, go into like street art because it felt more democratic and it felt like something that like, you didn't need to go to art school to be able to do. Subject matter that I really go towards um, has a lot to deal with like the social, political, economic um, situation and issues that are going back home. Harvey feels lucky to be part of such a lively community of artists and creative minds. Nonetheless, he believes that there is still more that can be done to improve the industry's diversity and representation of marginalized communities. It's hard for us to get represented in these galleries because all of these galleries like expect you to come from like an academic background having like masters or degrees in like art. This was actually something that I did a, a, an extensive research on during 2020, during all of the Black Lives Matter protests is I was trying to like see like the lists of artists in the vicinity of galleries here and like how many people of color are they represent. And it's mostly like out of like 30 in the most, in, in most of the galleries out of 10 to 20 artists, 
two of them are usually people of color, which is like, and then I messaged one of them and they told me, oh, we don't only accept people based on their color of their skin. But then like, so you're telling me out of, out of 20 people that you have, only two people of color were good enough? Sandra also believes that there is still a lot of work to be done when it comes to the representation of women in the arts. There are very few women in certain aspects of the music industry. Uh, there's still uh, sexism and discrimination against women. I was at an event not too long ago where somebody actually touched me in a way that uh, they would have been charged with assault if they... Um, if it had been, I, I don't know, I don't know how to explain that really, but that shouldn't happen at my age or at any age or today, right? Ageism as well, which is a thing at this age. I'm 57 years old and I still invent and create in the arts. I still feel like I'm um, an emerging artist, not an established artist. And I hope I always feel that way. I hope I'm always dabbling like my mom in something that's new and exciting and get to talk to young people like yourself because that's inspiring for me. As we sit in her living room, surrounded by a mix of Indigenous and non-Indigenous art pieces, Sandra shares how her diverse experiences have influenced her life. She grew up in a non-Indigenous household with a loving and artistic family but felt a deep sense of belonging when she met her Indigenous family. It was like coming home. You know, finding my Indigenous roots wasn't really a finding so much as affirming what I knew to be true. And there's a long, long story about that that goes ties back to basically that when I was born in the 60s, it wasn't a good thing to be Indigenous, so people hid it. And so even on my birth certificate, my birth mother hid the fact that I was Indigenous. And so my parents, when I would ask them, are you sure? Are you sure I'm not Indigenous? Because people would tease me at school or um, I would look in the mirror and just see this Indigenous space. Not always. I think that, you know, I have a blessing and a curse in my life and that sometimes I can pass for something else, which means I don't experience the same degree of racism and discrimination that others do. Sandra incorporates her culture into her artworks and has become an active and passionate advocate of Indigenous culture and rights. Her debut album, Cluster Stars, is a truth and reconciliation album that received nine nominations in 2018 and was awarded Best Americana Recording from Native American Music Awards. For most artists, grants are an important aspect of how they sustain their work, but access to funding is also a challenge for marginalized artists. Perpetual Atife is a grant specialist in the Calgary Arts Development, and she says... When I first immigrated here, I honestly didn't think there was an arts community. I, I literally concluded in my mind that there was not going to be room for me to practice my art. I, um, after one, two years, after the second year, I just realized, I just thought that I guess my artistic practice is over. This is like the end. To provide some context, Perpetual is also a talented musician who immigrated to Canada from Nigeria. Before her move, she was already a practicing artist, 
playing the saxophone, singing, and writing music. Her upcoming debut album, Memoirs of Corey, showcases these skills. For some artists like Perpetual, it was not until they arrived in Canada and spent a couple of years here that they even learned about the existence of art grants. As an artist herself, Perpetual has made it a priority to ensure that others who may be in the same position she was in have access to the information and resources they need to thrive. Because it's not just about giving out the money, but making sure that everyone is on a playing field and everyone has access to the information as well as to the funding. What are your hopes for the future of diversity and representation in Alberta's arts industry? I think it's simple that everyone is seen and heard, really. Um, it's it's as though, I mean, we're doing a great job, but sometimes it's as though they're just a few forms of art that are, rep- that are recognized as art practices and not like directly, but indirectly, it feels like only certain practices or certain art forms or certain genres are making waves or getting the attention. But every art form is valid. Every art form is unique and serves a community and can serve everybody. And that's that's the re- that's the beauty of diversity. The stories of Harvey, Sandra, and Perpetual illustrate the importance of diversity and representation in the arts, as well as the barriers that still exist for marginalized communities. By sharing their experiences, they hope to inspire change and create a more inclusive creative industry. been listening to What's Your Story? Threads of Human Experience. I am Astrid Kunanan. Special thanks to Harvey Nichol, Sandra Suter, and Perpetual Atife for sharing their perspectives and experiences with us. This series is produced in Mokinstis, also known as Calgary, the ancestral lands of the Nitsitapi, Eyahe Nakoda, Tutina, and Métis peoples. This series is part of the Community Podcast Initiative based out of Mount Royal University, where we are grateful for the opportunity to create, learn, and grow as our stories intersect DC value and importance in learning about the people and places where our lives unravel and recognizing our responsibility to decolonize our media practice. What's Your Story? Threads of Human Experience is powered by Shaw. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you can pull more threads and discover more stories.